Hey guys, welcome to the Bagging Broadcast, episode number 452. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out August 11th, 2021. And next is our main topic, where this week we're going to be bringing you our month... No, not our monthly look back. We did that last month. Uh, we're bringing one of our trade and policy reviews and spurred off of last month's monthly look back, where we read uh, Mouse Guard, uh, The Owlhead Caregiver, and other tales. Uh, we went to... John's Library and Red Mouse Guard, Fall 1152 by David Peterson. And we'll be talking about that. Uh, this has been kind of fun to pick our trade and policies because of a book we read for the look back. Because uh, that's what we did with Chris, or uh, with Paul's, Paul and mine pick okay. of Checkmate and uh, Leviathan. So it is a lot of fun. But you know what else is fun, guys? Stanger beer and drinking at oh. night. I, I, I dribbled a little bit when I was oh. bringing mm. it over here. But. Now that I'm almost 40, I do that when I pee. I dribble a little bit. Uh, but we are all drinking the same beer. Wow, it has to be uh, something be- really special. Because we're going uh, <laughs> to do something fun. Uh, all three of us are, we enjoy black IPAs. But black IPAs are very hard to find. And uh, I read an article, and uh, this guy was like, can't find any black IPAs, so I decided to make my own. And I said, hey, that might be fun for the podcast. Let's pick uh, a couple beers that all of us can get. And we picked Lagunitas IPA and Founders uh, Breakfast Stout is our choices to then blend and make a black IPA out of. So we're first going to review each of the beers and then the blended version of the two. And we are going to start off with Lagunitas IPA, which has probably been a couple of years, if not five to six years since I've had this beer. Uh, I know I've had it, I don't want to say recently, um, but sometime within the past maybe year, um, just because it is a beer that you can get if you go to like any kind of bar or you know, kind of like, uh, like quick American, like grill restaurant. Like, if they have an IPA on tap, I mean, there's a pretty good chance it's going to be Lagunitas. Unless you know, uh, last time I had this was at NBC Sports Grill and Brew, uh, June first, twenty twenty one. Wow, that sounds like a bargatory beer and a bargatory if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> yeah. uh, I gave it a 3.25, and I stand by that. Yeah, it's an easy-drinking IPA. It's It's got a little bit of that West Coast pills, uh, hoppiness to it. It's not a quenching beer. It's it's just a easy-drinking West Coast IPA. Yeah, uh, so I last checked into this beer... March 12th, 2012. Uh, and I gave it four stars, and I said, you can't go wrong with this beer. And, uh, no, I mean, this is enjoyable. I think my So you stand be, by 2012, John? No, I wouldn't give it a four out of five stars. Um, He's not a I variant. Do think, mm, <laughs> I do think this is a good drinking beer. I think mine might be a little past its prime, because it's got a little more maltiness to it than... 
hoppy. Hmm. Um, and I wanted I wanted something that would have, I thought, strong West Coast hops to hold up to that stout. And that's probably why I needed to pour a third of the can into the half of the stout to get what my desired effect. No, it's but kind of multi We're not talking product. about... We're not talking about that beer right now. We're talking about the Lagunitas. I still think it's a good beer. Yeah. I know I've had it more than when I checked into 2012. But yeah. I'm just saying, if I get a Lagunitas, it's going to be a little something-something. Yeah. Like, that's my go-to beer. There's very few beers that I would say are... Because we drink for the podcast, so we're constantly searching out something new, something new to bring to the table. So there's not many beers that are that, oh... The regular, I'm at the store, I'm just going to buy beer, what am I getting? It's basically wrench, something, something, uh, hay burner. All day. All day IPA, you know, but that's what I'm looking for, just fridge filler and something that I can bring to a party and just drink it all day. Um, and that's basically it, like... And then the stouts and everything else are, you know, Dragon's Milk would be, like, my go-to bourbon stout, um, barrel-aged thing. Um, and Mrs. Gerald for a porter. You know, I'm, I'm sure I have other ones for this for other styles, but that's basically it. Like, it's hard. And those things have been set for years. Yeah. yeah. Wrench is the newest addition to that list. No, and that's is, like at least three or four years old. This is fine. There's now. nothing wrong with this. Again, like I had it two months ago and I put it at a 3.25 out of 5. Like that's a mm-hmm. decent beer. Like I'm almost already done with this first one here. Like it's something that's pretty crushable. It does have a little bit, like Paul was saying, that like West Coast hoppiness bitter to it. So it kind of slows you down a little bit. Um, but this isn't going to be something I that I buy. Like this is going to be something that I get if it's again bargatory, like Paul said. Like it's it's fine. I don't mind having picked up a six. No, actually, I picked up a twelve pack cans of it because that's what they had at my oh. beer store. But just to sit on the shelf in the fridge, like yeah, that's I fine. I don't mind. I wouldn't mind it as a twelve pack cans. I got it as a six pack bottles because I didn't see the can pack. I much rather cans one because when I go disc golfing, I feel better about bringing aluminum cans instead of glass to a park. Um, in some parks, you're not supposed to bring glass bottles in at all. So, um, yeah, I would have yeah. liked this better in a can. It's very I weird. think, I mean, like Chris, you had at that sports bar. I could see this going with a burger. Great. Like a great pairing for a burger. Great pairing for if you live in Buffalo or in that area, like a beef on wick, like... Oh, yeah, showed yeah. me the picture of his burger with that beer. Had a, had a beer. burger with it. It was it was great. Uh, but yeah, like even like having like a steak, like anything, like this would this would be good with a like a, a, a red meat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm not mad. I picked it up. I'll definitely drink them. This isn't going to be something that just kind of sits there until I'm like, uh, what do I have in the fridge? Oh, I might as well drink this. Like I'm fine with coming home and. Cracking one of these open after yeah. like, this is fine, mm-hmm. but it's just it's uh, it suffers from the fact that I can just go to you know sideward and get multiple better IPAs than this. yeah. This is mindless drink. This is for the mindless. Like I just want something 
now. I'm not going to think... I'm going to be doing something else while I'm drinking anyways. So I'm not going to be really thinking about the beer I'm drinking. Yeah. Like, I'm going to sip on it. It's going to be there next to me as I'm working on something else. It's a home project beer. It's yeah. a... It's uh, playing it, video games that you're actually focused on the video game on. It's a uh, recording kind of a podcast beer. No, because yeah. <laughs> we actually talk and think about the beer when we do that. Yeah, I only really think about the beer when we're talking about it. Like, most of the times if we're actually just like chatting or doing like the main topic, at that point I'm just picking it up like in between like talking just to, like, to sip and make it easier I, to deal with Paul. That's true. <laughs> I also drink to make it easier to deal with me and my thoughts in my own head. So that's that's legit. And normally I only really think about the beer I'm drinking while you guys are talking about your beer and trying to figure out what to say about my beer. <laughs> so at least now I get to cheat off your paper. Uh, so, well, you, I think you were the one that went first talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> because that's how you set up so you can cheat in the future. You prove oh, that you okay. don't need to cheat, and then you oh. cheat the coast for so the you're, Yeah, that, you're not really colorblind, are you? <laughs> you cheater. I he che- never brought up that he was colorblind until we caught him cheating, and then he's like, Yo, that's not orange? That's oh, gold. Mm, colorblind. <laughs> I've had to live with this lie ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make my fool out of myself when I was standing around with eight different people and I said, hey guys, uh, isn't it cool we're all wearing green shirts? And like, nobody was green. You weren't even wearing a green shirt. <laughs> it was the perfect time to, you know, just you live with it. You just you just live that lie until it's the truth, you know? And that's how you get away with cheating and murder. Like, it's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that'll take us into the news garden, eh, boys? Yep. No bodies buried there. Nope. <laughs> so kind of a kind of a slow week again. Just with our recording schedule, we recorded four fifty one, like four or five days ago. Like it wasn't too long. We recorded so, on Friday. Today's Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So Peek not a lot's the, all up. the curtains. Uh, so we don't have a lot to report on. Uh, just some rumors right now that Disney Plus's Miss Marvel show that. It looked like we were going to get before the year ended has maybe been pushed back to 2022. Uh, no official word on this. This is just coming from a source that happens to be in the know that's been right about other things before. Um, but as depressing as that is, I'm excited because, you know, next week we do have What If starting up. A couple weeks after that, we're going to be getting Shang-Chi in the beginning of September. Um, there's enough Marvel content coming out that I'm excited for that's going to kind of carry me through the year. And then also, if things don't completely shut down everywhere again, and I live in Florida, so nothing's going to shut down here because nobody in Florida cares, um, I'm going to have other stuff that I'm going to be able to go see and enjoy. (laughs) There's going to be enough content that, do I want Miss Marvel? Yes. Do I need it? No, because there's plenty of other things occupying me right now. Yeah, I mean, I was, when they announced this was going to be coming out, I was like, oh, cool. It's great that we're going to be able to get this. And then with them announcing November for Hawkeye, it might just have been a wise choice for them to say, hey, why don't we slate this for January or February? Mm -hmm. Like, no no need to rush it. 
Uh, is Star Wars Bad Batch done? No, I think it's still this season. I'm, like, I think I've there's... only watched the first episode of it. Yeah. I don't know how many have come out. I just seen Google type Star like, Batch. It's been like a good dozen, I think, that's come out. Yeah. I have um I, I one other one thing that we didn't talk pre-show but Chris, I know that you are a Coen Brothers movie fan just like I am. Mm-hmm. Uh at this point right now, uh Ethan Coen has retired. Really? And Joel Coen is going to be continuing to write and make movies uh without his brother. Um he said he's just kind of a movie out right now. I'm going to take a break. And uh, hopefully the two will come back together. But you are going to have uh, Joel Cohen's version of Macbeth coming out, starring Denzel Washington and um, oh, I can't think of her name. It's it's his wife, uh, Lady Macbeth. Uh, Mac- <laughs> yes, Francis <laughs> uh, Francis Mac- McDermott are uh, are going to be starring in that together. Um. But yeah, this is going to be the first movie with without the the two together, which have been a great pair for the last uh, forty years. So there's two more episodes of Bad Batch still to come out. So two more week. Well, tomorrow. You know, as we record this, this won't be out by you know Wednesday, and also the following week. So what if starts what in two weeks uh, from now? I think. Oh gosh, was it the eleventh? So of, okay. sep- of of August. Let me double check that. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like they're they got new. A yeah, new August eleventh. Yeah. Okay, so. Oh yeah, next week. So yeah, so the last episode of Bad Batch and also the start of What If happened at the same time. So you got that, like, oh, what's your fandom here? Have have a new episode of this that and together. All right, that makes sense. Um, yeah. What else? No other news, anything? right? Anything? Anyone have anything? Well, oh, I, I got the one thing about the guy with the uh, Ang haircut uh, winning a gold medal for windsurfing at the Olympics, and it's not—it's legit. He like cut his hair and dyed it blue because he's a windsurfer and he wanted to represent the greatest air ma- air pender of all time, Ang. Like he's a fan, and he won gold medal a gold medal at the Olympics. I the one thing I had it is fun. The one thing I have to say is, um, in my beer shop, I have TVs, so I put I usually have some type of sports going on and everything. So I've been running the Olympics during it, and I never realized how many dumbass sports (laughs) are in the Summer Olympics. Yeah, and I was like. Some lady trotting around on a fucking horse, and I'm like, "That's in this. That's a, that's an Olympic sport. Making your horse dance. That's I don't know. That's I hope a bit they much. give the medal to the horse, right? John, you don't realize this, but we competed in the Olympics with cornhole the other day. <laughs> we did did we win. really? Oh, yeah, right. yeah. It was a qualifying game, so we didn't we didn't move on. Are you are you? T- Cornhole is in the Olympics, and they gave all those skaters shit about like, ah, no skateboarding. Go do your X Games. No, cornhole isn't in the Olympics yet, but mm. just wait. Because I was going to say my uncle Peter should join. <laughs> he should. 
to Sam. My uncle Peter beat Paul and I in a game of uh, cornhole <laughs> last week. Like I did pretty well, but then he would just match me, like not only match me, but like do better. And it's like, oh, so I scored more points. It's like, yep, you get nothing. I like that he was like sco- outscoring us, and then he's asking us for like math to help him figure out if how much he's beaten us by. Yeah. Like you tell me, you're the to- you're the guy that told me that doesn't count. Any <laughs> anywho, but dude, uh, Kieran Bedlow, look him up. Avatar Ang haircut, legit. Yeah, you, I saw you sent it. You sent it to it. us. I saw it on Facebook, like some or Twitter or somebody posted a picture, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is just a fake picture. But then I looked it up on, on NBC Sports. You can see him, like, on YouTube uh, win the gold. And he has that hair. <laughs> so It's fun. Yeah. Just shaved mohawk into an arrow. Blue. Dyed straight blue. So good. You know, I never realized, like, watching, because I'm watching the clip right now, there's a lot of air humping in that. <laughs> Those guys are really thrusting. Yeah, so it's, we can't he's see what you're watching. You're talking athlete. about Avatar: The Last Airbender, right? Because yeah, there's a lot. No, like look, at, can you see that guy humping? He's really humping it. Man, I, I did not see anything. I saw like the boat. Yeah. Watch that! Watch that weird porn clip Paul sent us. Uh, <laughs> and talking about weird porn clips, what comic book are you looking forward to? I heard John, you were looking at the White Widow. Uh, from White Widow number nine from Xenoscope from, or whatever <laughs> some bizarre thing no I am actually looking forward to uh, uh, I closed the window I'm opening the window and it says Batman 89 number one from DC Comics and this is written by Sam Hamm and art by Joe Quintos. Quintos? I'm awful Quinto. at pronouncing people's names. Probably Quinto. Uh, but this is following uh, following the Michael Keaton Batman. Uh, and the big news in this is you're going to get a Billy D. Williams Two-Face. Oh. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to this. I think I'm hoping it'll be fun. Uh, I never read any of the Batman 66 stuff because that wasn't really my Batman, but this is kind of my Batman. I remember going to the theater to see this movie in 1989. Oh, wow. And, uh... You want to get nuts? I think I saw this on a train. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, did I cut out? Nobody heard what you said because you cut out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We saw you like you look excited to be talking about. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And I said, Chris, why don't you tell us about nuts? What is today? Uh, The day we're recording this is actually National Grab Some Nuts Day. Um, So the other day was National Spider Man Day, which was August first, and that kind of sent me down a rabbit hole just to be like. Oh, what other national days are we missing out on? So I decided over on the Bangboard Instagram every day, at least for this month, I don't think I'm going to want to keep it going any longer than that. Uh, I'm just going to be doing dumb posts about whatever national day it is. And uh, yeah, today was National Grab Some Nuts Day. So of course, when I think about grabbing some nuts, I think, let's get nuts. 
Michael Keaton, <laughs> Batman 89. Because who here hasn't at the grocery store while perusing the uh, nuts aisle? Hasn't turned to the stranger next to him and said, want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Grabbing their mm. intended purchase and then leaving. No, no. We've all done it, right? At least once? No. <laughs> yeah, it's got to do it. It's, it's quite funny in my own mind. <laughs> what is, well, I I if you want to talk about hilarious, Paul, what book are you picking up this week? Oh, I don't know if it's hilarious. I think it's great. Well, it is. I think it's more sad and tragic that it's been over 18 months since the last time we got together to play a great board game known as Gloomhaven. When's yeah. Winterhaven coming out? It's It's been so long. Frosthaven. Uh, Frosthaven? I don't, know. I don't know. I mean, it took like, what, a year for you to get yours, her. so. Yeah. Um, over a year. But Gloomhaven, a, a hole-in-the-wall number one. This is going to be a free comic book day offering. This is coming out, actually, on Friday. Uh, the city of Gloomhaven isn't safe at the best of times. Uh, but blah, blah, blah. Uh, so somebody blows a hole in the wall, and the city is uh, uh, plagued with a menace. It doesn't matter. Gloomhaven, it's a <laughs> fantasy... <laughs> It's a comic book companies. If you want yeah. someone to write your solicitations, <laughs> blah blah. Why did I blah blah blah? Hocus pocus. <laughs> oh, ah, hole in the wall. Blah blah blah. You know things happen. I'm ex- I'm excited about this book. <laughs> Menace. Gloomhaven. <laughs> hey, it's uh, I'm just excited to delve back into the world of Gloomhaven because it's been so long. Uh, since I played the board game, I do own like the Steam version of it, but I haven't played it. Um, no, it's a it's a very interesting, different take on the fantasy uh, genre. Like, there's no elves and orcs; they're all different, all new kind of creatures, and um, it's definitely a darker fantasy kind yeah, of world. We played it for almost two years, uh, but a lot of fun. So, so it's a coronavirus shut us down. Yeah. So a free comic book based in that world. I'm, Chris, I'm what are you to up see for? How it goes, Chris? Uh, I'm also looking to something coming out for a free comic book day, and this is going to be Batman number one. Uh, this is going to be written by James Tinian the Fourth, art by Travel Foreman, and then a second story written by John Ridley, art by Jorge Jimenez. Um, Thirty-two pages, so it's actually double the length of your normal free comic book day offering from DC. But this is going to be setting up the coming year of Batman stories where a new person is in the role of the Dark Knight. And it's actually Jace Fox, who is one of Lucius Fox's children, uh, stepping into the Batman role. So getting two stories in this one, uh, leading into Batman Fear State and I Am Batman, which is going to be the Jace Fox Batman book. And I consider myself a Batman fan, however lapsed I might be. Uh, talked about it last week with the Secret Files books where I don't know too much about what's going on in the Bat books because I just was buying Detective Comics and then I just fell so far behind. I've got like two years worth of books to catch up on and read. Um, but, you know, it's always good to jump into a character that you like, especially when it's at the wonderful price of free. So, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. why, why not dip Did those, we into that read the future state Batman where he's... The Batman we did? 
I couldn't remember if I we cut that. Yes. Future State Batman. Oh wait, where he's where Lucius Fox's Batman? Yes, the house is under his attack. His family's kidnapped, yeah. or is okay. you know somebody's a home invader. I couldn't remember. If I just and, read yeah, that yeah. and then was like, and, uh, yeah, yeah, because that was no, that was Dark Detective. Because that's the one that you picked up. Because you thought it was going to be Batman and Grifter, but it turns out the Grifter thing was just like a backup. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was just wondering. I, I knew I knew I had read it. I knew I wasn't happy with it. Yeah. But again, like we talked about when we were reviewing those books, I don't want to spend too much time on it. All of that future state stuff just seems so far removed from everything. But it, does. it doesn't seem like it matters. But now maybe some of it does or did so dc continuity is just spaghetti thrown on a wall at this point it's an infinite frontier doing one of continuity yeah but we're excited about that with what if so i don't understand but i'm excited about founders breath of stout guys is it beer in the morning beer in the evening beer at supper time when beer is for breakfast, you can have beer at any time. Um, this is just a good chocolate, coffee, oatmeal stout. It's solid. It's got uh, a good mouthfeel. It's it's probably been a while since I had this, but when I took a sip uh, out of this bottle, I went, damn, I just really love this beer. It just is super solid for, like, Eight percent, full body, hides that everything about it is just a, a, it's just a great beer all around. Um, as much as like, oh, we love a lot of their barrel age stuff, KBS, CBS variants of this beer. Other half, this or better half. What is it? Better half. Yeah, better half. That's the uh, like the maple curmudgeon. Yeah, that's yeah. also really good. I have to say, like. This is probably one of my favorite beers of theirs. Like, it's just all around great stout. Like, mm-hmm. if if I'm like, oh, I'm going to pick up a stout to have or introduce somebody to a stout, I think this might be the stout I bring to the table. Um, the last time I had this was back in August of 2019. So coming up on two years because it was at the end of the month. Um, I put it at 3.5 then. I don't think I can bump that up anymore because it is a good nice like deep chocolate like coffee like richness to it and you get that kind of like roastiness to it but I think I've been spoiled by like the barrel aged versions of it now that have just such a nice like alcoholic sweet pop to them that I that's the flavor profile that I crave now if I have a stout like I mm. I think I need like something to sweeten up my stouts. It's this isn't a go-to beer style for me anymore, unless it's something that's been enriched. Well, you do live in the swamp where it's humid all the time. Like you would have to crank your AC up to what, like sixty or down to sixty-eight degrees to really enjoy it. Like right? Like is it the weather well, or is that it... might be part of it? I I think one of the, like. I talked to Chris about this when we went uh, when I went down to visit him. But Florida's known for stouts; they make 
really good stouts there. And when you go into all of those breweries that we went into, they had two or three dark beers hmm. on tap at each one. Like, they're making stouts, and Cigar City with Hunapin is, like, one of those big driving forces. But there's so many snowbirds that have come down there oh. that do enjoy those dark beers that it's become something that the brewers down in Florida actually make really good stouts while they're down there. I mean, think about Broken... Uh, I want to say Broken Dead Lizard. Angry Chair. Dead Lizard. Yeah. Oh. The Komodo Dragon. Dead Lizard. When we first went there, we were blown away by their stouts. Yeah. Like, well, even, those are the things that we got from Even them. that one, though, like the Komodo Dragon, it's a little bit more like rich chocolate forward, while this is a bit more of that, that coffee bitter. And then it's like that chocolate rich on the back. Um, I think I just like a little bit more sweetness up front and... Even um, last week on the show from Crooked Can, I had the American Ride, their American Stout, and even that was like amped up on the sweetness a little bit. Um, I, I think I just want more of that flavored barrel aged like milk stout to it now. And th- there's nothing wrong sure. with this; like this I mean, is still great, but I think I, I would much rather have it be a KBS or a CBS. Yeah, and I, I, people's tastes change. All the time, you know, and I have to say, like, I couldn't tell you the last time I had this beer. It might have been like, Chris, when you and I lived in the apartment together, you know, like that's one of the one times we had that huge snowstorm. I drove home from work in a blizzard with a four pack of this and was like, I'm calling off tomorrow and poured two of these into a beer stein and was like, I'm having a double double tonight. Like, like pounded it and i was like yeah i'm cross-eyed and i'm uh, going to bed like uh i have this beer like every two years it looks like because i'm having it now i had it august 2019 before that i had october 2018 before that october 2015 uh january 2015 january 2015 <laughs> oh halloween October 2014. Nice. Uh, September 2014, October 2013. So, this beer definitely makes me want to sit around a campfire, though. Like this, yeah. this tastes like one of those campfire beers. Now, imagine ha- taking a sip of this and eating a roasted marshmallow. Oh yeah, that'd like be... since it doesn't have that sweetness on it, like it's not going to clash with that toasted marshmallow. You know what I mean? So yeah. sometimes you don't want to have a sweet drink with your sweet stuff. And man, I think this this would pair better with uh s'mores than uh maybe something that's a little sweeter. That's just me. Chris, I completely understand your no, like, you're I'm, I'm not like faulty. if you're gonna buy a stout, like yeah, I usually now buy a a, a dragon's milk when I go oh, to Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because if, it's if I was there and it's good. If I was if I was in the mood for a stout, I probably would look for something other than this beer. But this is a fallback stout. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with it. I still think all around it's a it's a great drinking beer. Uh, I do have to say the last time I checked into this beer was 2015. And then we had a 2012 version uh, vintage in 2015. And then what's this? I checked into this beer in 2014 and said, I poured two bottles into one beer stein. I call it a double-double. Followed up by, I poured two bo- bottles in one mug. I'm a genius. 
Uh, so, uh, I seem to really like pouring two of these into a stein and drinking it. No, I, what I'm going to say about this beer versus the Lagunitas IPA, and drinking this now has put it back on my radar. Because I'm like, okay, hey, next time I'm I'm invited to like a, you know, fall, like we're having a campfire outside, of backyard, uh, backyard, you know, campfire, I might stop by and pick up Founders Breakfast Stout and just bring that. I think it's a nice, easy, it's only 8%. It's, 8%, I like how you say only 8%, because that's... <laughs> well, I because mean, for, right now, because... Not a lot, but it, for like, right. just a normal person, like... That's yeah. basically two regular beers. Like, that's, you know, two <laughs> Labatt Blues. Yeah, and, and I'm comparing it because normally, like, when I've been buying stouts like you, Chris, I buy those bigger boys yeah. now. I buy something with a little bit of sweetness. I buy the, the dragon you, you said dragon milk. Yeah, yeah. You know, like 9.5%. Like, yeah. Isn't it 11? Uh, I think it's 9. I, I don't know. Paul, you have it's one okay. next to you, probably. I don't know. <laughs> check check out the floor times. from uh, when you drank it <laughs> under the table at the end of the last episode. Uh, the, the dragon's milk is always underneath my pillow, just to keep the... Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, it is 11%. You're right. Yeah. So, it, it's it's put itself squarely back on my uh, on the radar for me. It's, it's, it's good. I'm enjoying it. No, I'm, I'm not faulting it. Uh, again, 8.3%. I picked up a four pack of Biles for nine ninety nine. I I think that's a good price. Like that, I have no problems with yeah, that. Perp. The only problem Perfect I have pricing. again is it's in a bottle. I can't bring it to a park. <laughs> but well, is this something that you would want to bring to a park though? Outside <laughs> of like for like a campfire kind of like situation. Well, what's weird about disc golf is because when I go with people from work, is there's the round of disc golf, and then we all end up we all park near each other. So there's that where we're all just sitting at the cars, like saying goodbye without saying goodbye and just complaining about work, which can last a full beer. And I'm like, eh, this would be a lot of us, you know, because it's the sun's now down. Yeah. And it's hey, getting chilly. Work sucks. I'm going to finish this beer. Then I'm going to drive home. <laughs> I'm going to have a beer and finish it while we're talking for another good hour. Yeah, but Paul, you're. Your disc bag also is a cooler bag full of beers. It's, I've seen it. I, yes, I've had... I drink two on the course, and then one at the car. And one on my way home from the course. <laughs> I, don't under, I don't understand what you're saying here. What what part of this is dangerous? What? If I sit in the passenger seat and drink, it's safe. <laughs> yeah, that's what cruise control is made for. Uh, uh, Paul, at that point, you call it bruise control. <laughs> that would actually would that be a funny scene or a horrible scene where a person wants to drink and drive, <laughs> so they turn on the cruise control, get into the passenger seat, get in the rear seat, pop a beer, start drinking, like while having like one of those, um, you know, those kids' toys with a with the dinosaur, the, the, the extendo arm, the extendo with, the arm claw with the dinosaur mouth on it, and that's how they're steering, the, keeping it steady. 
yeah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> and then they're like, officer, I wasn't driving. And then they bring it out and they have it talk and be like, I was. Ah, it was me. I have such tiny arms. I couldn't do it. Do you want to see my ID? I'm 65 million years old. <laughs> Are we sure this isn't a funny scene? Pretty sure it's funny. Pretty sure that's in our next Christmas special right there. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, it's just it's a lot to drink right now and again uh, pre-show we were talking like the heat really sucked it out of me today and I was only outside for maybe like two hours of my actual day and even just sitting in my car on the way back down here from Disney Springs like I was half dead like so maybe I'm just not in the the uh, proper atmosphere to drink this right now because i do like it i mean it's not bad like don't get me wrong but is there other stuff i would drink before it in that kind of same family yeah, yeah even i think if you put like the crooked cad american ride in front of me right now i'd be like oh, yeah that little bit of sweetness is gonna keep it easier like at this point right now like i don't even know if i could finish this i might just save what i have here for when we well, was gonna we do say you have you have about a half a a glass. Yeah, is that, the, perfect is that about what you Yeah, yeah, that's okay. a perfect amount. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's probably a perfect amount for you just to add the, the IPA to it. Because um, my... And don't get... Oh, sorry. No, no. I was um, now going to do my disclaimer about drinking and driving is bad. Don't do it. We were saying it as a gag or, you know, or a comic bit. A, not a joke real. premise. Yeah, joke premise. Don't do it. Even when I drink playing disc golf, I have plenty of time to sober up. It's not a thing. I have questions, but I will ask my questions in a little bit. Like, we'll put some time between the beer talk and more beer talk. Okay. Sure. And now, a dramatic reading from Blue and Gold, number one, page one, panel four. (laughs) Oh, Michael. Remember, if you support superheroes and want to be safe and secure, be sure to contribute to the play. Please play me account of why. Yeah, you're as good as dead, Teagle. For sure. And that was a dramatic reading of Blue and Gold number one, page one, panel four. Uh, yeah, I didn't read that book when you had it uh, submitted and then took it back, so. I have no idea who was talking for like most of that except for uh, Skeet. Uh, Skeet. Skeet. Which one? Skeet was the one that said. Skeet said, "Oh, Michael." Okay. Wow. And he's he's putting everything on like Instagram or one of those, and he's live. People are com. People are commenting. He's on Twitch it. streaming it. Yeah. Gotcha. It's not a good. It wasn't a good book. That's why I said, "Let's not read it." <laughs> I enjoy uh, Twitch. I, I watch Twitch streams quite a bit, so um, maybe I would enjoy it because it's poking fun at that entertainment that I enjoy. Yeah, uh, but you know what is a good book? Uh, Mouse Guard, Volume One, Fall of eleven fifty two, written and drawn by David Peterson, the David Peterson. That we had a great conversation with twice at a comic at a comic book convention, and he was such a nice guy that we were like, "Oh man, we do a podcast. We, sh- we should have recorded this." And was like, 
I'll say everything the same. I'll say everything again. <laughs> and then interviewed him asking like the same questions we just asked him. And uh, he was just really, really great and cool. And it was a weird. We went, we drove to yeah, Boston, it was the Boston Comic Con convention. Yeah. yeah. And there didn't seem to be a lot of like. There wasn't a lot of people there who seemed that interested in the the quote unquote well not quote unquote the talent that was there because even Paul when you got your um, uh, Zantana uh, Zantana from uh, uh, Stefan uh, Rue yeah Stefan Rue we hung out and talked to Stefan Rue too like it was just like they were just like yeah hey blah 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 oh I'm trying to I have this uh, farmhouse and I'm uh, trying to get people to come and just draw with me and we'll just work on our books and have fun and do all this crazy stuff like it was a really cool convention because we really got to have good interaction with these guys where you didn't feel like you were bugging them it was a small it felt like a very small intimate convention at a big city of Boston you know it just yeah. seemed, seemed weird it wasn't it was unlike a like a whiz kids or i'm guessing like uh even a fan what expo f- fan in, what what fan expo became yeah, yeah. it it felt but uh yeah it felt very intimate and it was really good yeah, yeah. but i i I will always remember our our great conversation with uh, David Peterson. It just was a it was a lot of fun, and he was a he was a really nice well, guy. It was one of those things like we went to that show with the intention of like talking to people and doing stuff for the podcast. But I loved Mouse Guard, and I was just excited to see him there, and you know, get a quick sketch in like the hardcover that I picked up, and we just like wound up talking to him and then it just became like a, like you said, like, Oh yeah, we should, we should have been recording all this. And I think that's one of those moments we learned always record because it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it, it was so like just perfect. And those are the moments that I love the most. And one of the things that I miss about going to the comic book convention is just like sitting there and like chatting about stuff. Cause the amount of like, the candor that they have when they're just like, oh yeah, I hated doing this book because like, and then like you get like those weird little things. It's like, oh, I, I liked, I liked reading it. They're like, yeah, I had fun doing it, but I hated it. Like, you know, <laughs> I love those moments because it's like peek under the cover and like, it's not a lot, or it's not apparent in a lot of like interviews and medium that you read because for comics they come out every single week every single month like you're constantly just getting the content itself it's not like each issue is an event like something with like a movie where as soon as a new movie comes out like everybody involved in the creative process is doing you know press tours and media rounds like a comic book these dudes are just plugging away like in their studio putting out something for people yeah uh it was like when we got our sketches from Ethan Van Skyver and we were like the last three guys in line and we just were Ferris. chatting. We were chatting with him. He was doing sketches. He did a flash for both of you guys, and I asked him for a Black Adam. And then he was like, "Oh, hey, uh, you guys want to see uh, my pages for uh, Flash Rebirth?" Mm-hmm. And we we're like, "Uh, yeah." So he like <laughs> pulls them out and he's showing them to us, and he's like, "Yeah, it's like uh, 
you guys, my editor, and like uh, two other people have seen these so far, and we're just like, whoa, wow. Like, it was so cool. And then we walked with him because we were going to the same panel. The same panel, and we walked with him down the hall. Like, it was just like those. I miss those moments at at comic book conventions because they were so much fun. Yeah. It, it it just proves to it should prove to everybody. Don't be a dick. Just talk to the person. You know, we're human. We're kind. We're humankind. Be both. Be both a yeah. human and kind. And uh, you know, people really respond to it, and it's really cool. Uh, but we're talking not about humankind here. We're talking about my book, which is Mouse Guard. <laughs> my pick, John, for for the trade in policy, Volume One, Fall. 1152 and uh, this story opens up with uh basically the three musketeers of the uh well not really it opens up with a uh merchant that's uh carrying his grain to the next town over uh and alone unguarded by the mouse guard because he's done this trip many a times and who are the mouse guard well they are the ones that patrol the the wilderness in between the villages and towns. They used to be the warriors uh, back in the day. Now they help protect the cities and the investment uh, and the uh, different areas where the mouse, mouse is mice, the mice yeah, live. Mouse kind. Uh, the mouse the, kind. The territories because uh, there are more enemies to mice and predators uh, than friends. So they have to have these pe- these mice these guards to help protect them who are willing to sacrifice themselves to fight for other mice to protect them and uh yeah like you said the the three musketeers um saxton kenzie sax and and saxton yeah but the the three musketeers would be four of them because we're because liam Uh, is basically the d'artagnan and then later on uh, we're introduced to (laughs) Uh, the Black Axe. Uh, uh, Caxwall? Cla- How do you pronounce it? It starts with the C, right? I don't remember. Uh, I, I forget I, how I read it. I remember asking David Peterson about this because I didn't know if it was like Selena or if it was like Celtic where it's like Kelena. I would say Kelena. I don't remember. Look. On. I have my phone here. I can look it up. Sorry, right. uh, but uh, basically, they come across. They they hear about this merchant that has gone missing, and they're then sent on to find the merchant. Um, and then a great intrigue is discovered, where the merchant had a map upon him of the great city of Lock 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 Lockhaven. Lockhaven. Oh my goodness! Like Gloomhaven. I should have known that. Selenawi. Uh, and there is a conspiracy at force, and you know there's this ending trail going down and down that um, that we get into during the book. And yeah, it's much like the Jungle Cruise that Chris was talking about. Oh, we talked about that pre-show. We didn't talk about it during the show. I'm sorry. Uh, none of us are are all that surprised by. It. I was actually surprised by the Jungle Cruise. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, hey, all right, fun. Uh, let's do it. Uh, th- there's a conspiracy here that there are mice that have grown 
tired of the, how things are. They want to see mice, the mouses, the mice territories expand. And uh, there, there's a plot underfoot to overthrow the current uh, way of being for the, the Musk Kingdoms. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I loved this book. I love the look of the book. Sorry, this uh, just in on the official mousegar.net website. Uh, in the FAQs, it says, "How do you pronounce the names Liam and Selena Kelena?" Uh, and it is pronounced Kelena. Oh, that's so, we got sorry. that song. It was going to bother me. And now we know. But it's definitely Liam, though, yes. right? Even though it's not spelled Which, like. Uh, and the reason way. for that is he misspelled it when he did the book. But it's per- oh. it was supposed to be Liam, but he just spelled it wrong. Oh. John. <laughs> uh, I, I love this book. I love the tale of these characters. I love the characters. I love the art in this book. Uh, and I mean, Chris is the guy who introduced me to Mouse Guard, and for everything that I've read of it, I I love it. I love everything about it. That's why I was so like when I picked it for the list. Like Chris was like, "I'm so glad I didn't see this was coming. I'm so glad you grabbed it." And he went out and bought the physical copy of it to have it. Like, yep, it's still right next there. to me on my computer. I don't clean. <laughs> but I thought you pulled it out of your pants, but mm-hmm. Yes, it wasn't next different, to me. Different I guess different story. Different different. It, he still doesn't clean. That's that's still true. <laughs> <laughs> uh but I love I love the world that, that he created in this. Uh it feels real. Like it feels like a great swashbuckling story with these characters, and these are tough mice uh when liam fights the snake it's like oh yeah it's it's a badass moment between this little mouse and this big big snake and then when they're like we found him and they <laughs> they cut open the snake and pull out the merchant like already been it's killed. uh and saxon <laughs> is just being that badass like tough guy he's like there's eggs kill them all <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, and then Saxton and I'm I'm, I'm forgetting uh, the the tall mouse with the purple cape. Uh, Kenzie, uh, yeah, Kenzie, like those two characters together, and then at the end when you're reading like Gwen, uh, Gwendolyn's uh, writings about there's like these two are some of the best that we've ever had, but they're great because the one provokes the other and they're both trying to be top dog. One's a little bit smarter than the other, but the other one's more action oriented. And, and even that moment was like, there's only two swords here. And he cuts a branch off. <laughs> Kenzie cuts the branch and is like, you guys can have the swords. And he has his bow staff again. Like, I think it's a, she Kenzie is a, she. Like, okay. Possibly. Uh, I, don't know, like, I, I think we talk about it. With Peter Davis. It's one of the things that I remember talking about the writer with and how he's always happy to see girls wearing the purple or blue because they were so inspired by Kenzie. Okay. I think 
I, 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 it, it doesn't read. I don't think it reads whether male yeah, or female. Yeah, no, so it could it really she, matters like either because they're all just really good at what they do. Even you know when you're reading those notes from uh, Gwendolyn at the end, it's like oh, like Liam has the potential to be like the best guards mouse that we've had. Like, and they're so young, but they're learning so much, and like hate to put them through it, but oh my gosh, like they're becoming so strong for it. Yeah. And even, um, I forget the female character that we do that she goes to the fish, fishing village. I can't think of her name now. Uh-oh. I read this. Yes. I read this yesterday. Uh, uh, Sadie. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sadie. Uh, when Sadie's at the fish, fishing village with the other mouse, who's got like a peg leg and then he's got the fish hook on the string uh-huh. and they're taking out those crabs. Like, it's so good. And then he's like tied himself to the top to the ceiling and he gets drunk up there. Like Maybe. it's good. I, yeah. I, don't know. I, I just, I, rambles. I love everything about this book. Uh, the writing and the characters fit the art style so much. So, and, um, it just really works. It works for me. It's impressive going back to, rereading this too because I haven't read this since I actually picked up the regular issues and I think I gave away these issues to Lando. to Maddie, yeah because like for his son Lando like because yeah. I was like oh yeah this is perfect and I just thought when I was looking up the pronunciation of Kelena like he David Peterson said like oh like recommended ages for this are eight and up and I think that mm-hmm. is a good spot. And that kind of goes back to what we were talking about with Alhem Caregiver, because it's like, yeah, they're kind of heavy stories. Like, there's nothing too violent, but they do deal with, like, a lot of, like, action. And, like, it's, you know, what you consider, like, fantasy violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're kind of kind of heavy, I think. There's, re- there's repercussions, yeah. you know, fighting crabs on the beach you know like you, you see right. a mouse like sacrifice themselves um, but kind of circling back this book came out a long time ago uh, the hardcover was published in 2009 so you can assume the original six issues of this were probably about 2008 and the way Peterson's art has progressed from this to what you see you know and what came out last month with Alahan Caregiver, like the forms are a lot more like realized, like everything is much more distinct looking and his painting and coloring style has just gotten so much cleaner too. Yeah. I, I do like this because it still does feel like a kid's storybook. Like there's nothing that makes me think that the artistry isn't good. Mm-hmm. I, I do agree. It, it does get better, but I'm like, man, I want to read this to my nephews, like, so much. Like, I just want them to come over. I'm like, I got to buy the hardcover of this now so they can come <laughs> over and I can read it to them and show them the pages. Because it's much better than the ato- anatomy of the superhero books that I have. and <laughs> Like, other boring books that uh, they don't really care about. Try to, re- uh, try to get them to read Habibi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gave away- yeah, I got rid of Habibi. I kept uh, 
I think Uncle Paul wants us to cut off our <laughs> genitalia. And I got rid of blankets, too. Yeah. Yeah, blankets. yeah you got rid of all those. Well, because I remember we talked about because you're like, yeah, that's, I love that book, but that's not me anymore. Like, you would kind yeah. of aged past that feeling. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it happens. Yeah, much like John aged past putting two uh breakfast stouts into one mug now he puts half a breakfast stout into a mug and a half an ipa into that mug and tries to call it a black ipa so before we get into this i have all of my ingredients and by all of i mean two in front of me does it matter what you do with it like is it supposed to just be mixed together like i pour it together or should it be kind of like cut does it i just i just poured it together Huh? I thought about doing like a level it like oh let me get my Guinness spoon out and do that. I don't know <clears throat> how well it would cut that way because it's not like a nitro beer. So even when we used to do snake like, bites, yeah. Snake bites and we would do the lambics and stuff, it never had a really great cut to it and the Guinness would kind of layer on top but I think in the sense of what we want to do with this, it's fine for it just to mix together. That's what I did. I Obviously, looking at Paul's glass that he just took a sip out of, that's what he did. I, yeah, I, I didn't tried, know um, if it should be like, do I add the IPA to the stout or do I add the stout to the IPA if it matters? Because again, like this is... First. I don't think it matters. I poured the IPA in first and then the stout. But I don't. I honestly do not think it matters with you mixing it. I did say that I added more. I added more IPA than stout. I think so. I had about half half a bottle of the stout and three quarters of the can of Lagunitas to it. Just with like what I had, I added I think a little bit more IPA than the stout to it. But when I sniffed it, it still smells more stout than IPA. And. I this is this is an experiment to see if this works if it's something that we like but take a sip and say like oh I need more IPA I need more stout okay because it's definitely finishes like a stout yeah it finishes like a stout but at least for probably the version of the IPA that Paul and I have because you said yours was a little bit kind of like maltier first sip I do get kind of like that hot bitter. And at the end, it does level out into like that smoky roasted stoutness. And I do kind of have that like stout bitter kind of like right there in my mouth. Like it's kind of coating. Yeah. This, I think this worked. I would be, I'd be inclined to agree. Like I feel like if you had given this to me and been like, oh yeah, it's a black IPA from, you know, ABC Brewing. I'd be like, okay, like it's, it's not bad. Like that's a good black IPA. Like. Uh, yeah, I think it's just trying to find the find the pour yeah. to mm-hmm. it, the level, and then the beers that complement each other. Mm-hmm. And like today, when I was, I knew that we were doing this, and I was walking and I was looking at beers on my shelf, and I was like, if this works, and this is something we said, like, oh, maybe in maybe next month. We try it again with two different, two other beers. Oh no! Uh, See, I, I thought next week we were doing Two Hearted and Old Rasputin. 
<laughs> Did you buy those? Yes. <laughs> with these. I'm... I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with doing it again. Like We don't need to do it yeah, next week. Just, it's fine. I can keep those. them in the fridge forever. It's fine. Yeah. I think... Because I, I, I even thought going Bell's, like Bell's Robust Porter I will, with I will Bell's IPA. My, my, I get Bell's, no? but not a lot. Like I can get two-hearted. Uh, when I went to the beer store today, I saw the... Uh, like the Imperial Two Hearted, I forget what they call it. The yeah, double, like double, double hearted or double two hearted, whatever it was. Um, but I, I can get their brown, like when that comes out. But I, I'm a little okay, more because their porter is, their porter is a year round offering from them. So yeah, but I was just like walking, but whatever we can get where all of us can try the same beer is. Is fine. So the two hard came in can. So if we can't do it, for, or if we're not doing it for the show, at least then you can take a disc golfing. I can take a disc golfing. <laughs> Which Paul? Yeah. What's coming up on Saturday? It's National Disc Golf Day. There you go. And what's on Friday? It's uh, National Beer Day. You can celebrate both those. I will yep. say, um, after I had taken a few sips of like the mixture, I had it. I added a little bit more of the. Lagunitas IPA too, just to see like how that worked into it, and at that point it was definitely more IPA than the stout. So I think kind of like that half and half that I had was closer to what it needs to be. Like I think it needs to be a little bit more stout than the IPA. I'm glad the experiment worked. Yeah, it, uh, it, and right, did it work for you, John? I'm sorry, I. Oh, no, it totally works. You guys said everything that I would have said. Um, But, yeah, I think that was fun to try. I'm looking forward to doing Rasputin and Bells together. Like, uh, yeah. Um, Yeah, and I I mean, I tried to pick beers that I knew Chris could get where... And I thought of things that would go well together. I'm excited to have more breakfast out in my fridge right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm okay with having more of the IPA because there's sometimes that I come home and I'm like, ah, work was kind of rough, and I just want to have a beer, like with dinner or whatever. And, this, and you don't want to have an event. Oh, I got this limited yeah. edition IPA that I've mm-hmm. like now it, cracked open. And these these are nice for just cracking something open. And it's honestly nobody that I know right now because. You two guys are so far away, and we're—it's not like you guys are coming over anytime, you know, like at the drop of a hat. Where I would need to keep some nice beers on step, you know, on tap, you know, like ready to go. And even by then, you guys would bring over a beer, yeah. Like, and I, yeah, I would be like, I got this uh, brand new beer that just came out. It hasn't even hit stars yet. Here you go, Paul. Let's drink it together. Remember that brute IPA. From Oma Gang, <laughs> that was the brute brute IPAs. Guys, they're going to be a thing, and then it never was. I, I will say, well, I can't remember. Uh, I might have been Tampa Bay Brewing that did like a tangerine brute IPA. Uh, I forget. It was like called Bromosa. I think that was really good. Like it was the right amount of like that kind of rich citrus tart with like that nice IPA like it it was really good and I think they still do that like as like a seasonal release yeah and the and Muppets Brute, movie was great with a Brute Siegel, IPAs the Muppets really never had a comeback 
Brute IPAs were a thing. Lots of breweries made them. Nobody liked them. They kind of went away, just like black IPAs. Hence why we're mixing two beers together. I think black IPAs had a good three-year run, though. They had a steady, they had a big run where everybody did it. And then some breweries kept them around. And now people who liked them in the past bring them back. Like Community Beer Works did a black IPA. Outer Creek. Where's their stovepipe? Well, stovepipe porter. Oh, they had a black uh, IPA. Was their porter, but they did. It was just called black IPA. Oh, was it just called black IPA? And that was good. that That was a great black IPA. Again, like Orlando-based brewing company, uh, Broken Strings, they do have a black IPA. And I saw it on the shelves when I was at my beer store buying the stuff to make this. And it was like, man, I could just buy a four-pack of this now. And <laughs> Damn it, Chris. Do I need to go on JetBlue right now sh- and just buy a ticket to you go should. down and um, drink that beer? But it's one of those things. Like, it was a good black IPA. And I do want to go to Broken Strings. I did look into going there the other day but like with how far i far away i was at that time to when they were closing i was like oh i'm not gonna be able to get there and enjoy it because they had it was like a ghostbusters mountain dew code red inspired like sour and mm. I, I think it was called like who you gonna call um <laughs> i was like i kind of like an get ec- that. ecto Ecto cooler Mountain Dew combo. Uh, broken strings. Who you? I don't know. If it's gonna come up. Uh, yeah. Who are you gonna call? Uh, uh, yeah, it's a code red Mountain Dew with marshmallow sour. <laughs> like, yeah, like I want that in my life. So it's one of those places I definitely want to get to because I do really enjoy the side word. Um, Mountain Dew, like Berliner Weisses that they have. So, you know, look forward to maybe seeing that some point in the near future. I don't know. JetBlue flights right near uh, Chris's birthday are only $99. What? That's not bad. If you want to go see uh, Dune, I'm doing that on the 22nd. (laughs) (laughs) Not too bad. I want to see Dune, and I'm excited for uh, Foundation to be coming out on Apple TV Plus. Or Apple Plus, I don't know what it's called. I don't know what it's called. But you know what I do Dude. like, uh, and I know what it's Finishing called? Finishing up Ted Lasso? Oh, Ted Lasso, first season, so good. Oh, I'm sorry. Mouse Guard. Get back to the book. Um, so, okay, like, it's hard to have more things to say about a book that we're just like, no, it's great. Like, we love this book back when we read it originally. We love what it is now. We can go back to what it was and still find the value in it. Um, this is a great world, and I'm sorry that there's some stuff that I did miss out on from it because I have read the fall series. I read the winter mini series that came next. I read the Black Axe series that came afterwards. I don't think I read the Legends of the Guard. Uh, I have the first volume, but like my my problem with with that one, and it's not a big problem, is it's other people coming in to tell like an issue story. So it's like uh, just like quick snippets of other people playing in Dave Peterson's world, and some of them are good, some of them are bad. Uh, like 
Paul said, who read both of these books uh, in the last couple days, uh, he felt like some people phoned it in. Oh, yeah, with the Tales? <laughs> yeah, Tales series. They're, um, they're, they can be good. They're, they're okay. Um, and I, I wish there were more in this series. I can see where you don't want to overload it, but the fact that it's been quite a few years between the last issue and then what we just got now, uh, I don't know, I just wish that I wish there was more in this world. But like I I said I think when when I picked Owl uh Owl Hen for look back I we went to a bookstore and I went and found the book and I I brought it over. It wasn't the hardback, it was a softback, but I said to my to Caitlin, I said I I want to get this for Grayson. Not now. But this is a series I want to have for him when he's when he's ready, because I'd love to sit down and read these with him. Yeah. I'd love for him to just to sit down and read these without me. Like, I think any any, oh, well, I wouldn't say young adult, but any child, like it says eight eight and up. I think these series it's, would be. I great. think this is young reader at that yeah. point. Yeah, there's young adult, and then there's young. Before that, yeah, young readers. Before that, right? I think so. I'll, I'll go back and ask the person that cut my hair. Um, but I mean, there is a breadth of con- content in this world because we do have the three series: the Fall, Winter, and the Black Axe. And then there's three volumes of the anthology Legends of the Guard series. Uh, there's another one called Baldwin the Brave and Other Tales. And then there's the Alphabet Book. And then there's also a Mouse Guard role-playing game, which is going to be available uh, as a box set in fall 2021. So, hey, check that out now. But then hardcover rule book available early 2022. So that's probably what's been taking up his time. Because even in the afterword what? for Alahan Caregiver, Alahan Caregiver is a story he started writing years ago. And it literally just came out now. So he's probably been putting enough time into this that he's kind of working at his own pace on it. And I think the book's better for it because after reading uh, Owlhand Caregiver and other stories, like, we were like, shit, you know what we love? Mouse Guard. Like, let's read more Mouse Guard. And I don't want this to be something that becomes book by committee. Because that's, I think, maybe when you run into the stuff like the Legends, where it's like, oh, well, this is watered down. This is someone else playing in that sandbox, like you said. Yeah. Uh, but he also talked to us about that role-playing game when we interviewed him. Mm-hmm. So that was like 2013, 2014. I, awful to say this, but it was the year before the Boston bombing. Because we almost were in that city at that time, because we were going to go the next year to, yeah, to that, and that's when you two guys went to Florida together. Well, we were going to go together, all three of us, John. 
Yes. You had to be in a uh, wedding for some bullshit Christina knew and couldn't. Yeah, and yeah. and I just didn't have the money to do it. <laughs> hey, we drank. You gave us some money, and we drank that money. <laughs> uh, that's what you were supposed to do. Uh-huh. And I forced I, I forced that it. money on you. Yeah, uh, that's where Paul met Vacation Girlfriend. Yep. Hey. Long-running hey. joke we have now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, her name was also Kate. Was it? I don't even remember that. Holy crap. I don't know. Um, no, I... Mouse Guard's a fantastic world, and I'm glad it does exist. And if I have to wait, like, another four or five years for the next volume or book, it'll be time well spent because it's going to reawaken that love again, and then I will go back and reread, you know, Fall and Winter and Black Axe because... After fin- finishing this book today, I wanted to go over to my shelf and pick up Winter because they do kind of sow the seeds for that miniseries in this one where they have to like close down everything because, you know, Lockhaven's about to be invaded. So, like, there's literally a panel where someone's like, oh, I hope we have enough stores to get through the winter because it's a walled off city at that point. Uh, I stopped myself from buying. And reading the other series because I didn't I I didn't want to confuse stories or talk about oh yeah this is really great but what's really great is winter too. I just wanted to talk about this book because we have a habit of doing that when we're reviewing uh, issues. Say it's a book. Yep. Yeah, when we, it's a book, we keep on bringing up for the legends because I just read it. Yeah. Uh, but like oh we're reviewing. Uh, issue one for a look back but i i read issue two as well and i have more inside for you guys like it's never oh it's it never works out that i feel it never works out that great yeah because we're fans of things and we want to like pull people through our fandom of the thing so oh we like this here's some more information and we just pull them on through that more information i did want to mention you know peter davidson's art work is pretty sparse in the backgrounds, but I loved, uh, I've been looking at this panel for like, I don't know. I don't know how long now. Um, but can we get, can we get a dramatic reading? Uh, what page is Uh, it? What panel on on the digital page? Uh, 154 panel. If yeah, two, uh, you see in the background a little bit of, of some words and all you can really read are what, you and then the next line you can't make out what the that first word is there but you fight oh um i believe that's the quote that they have at the exactly very beginning. Yeah. it is exactly the quote from the very beginning it, so i'm just saying the backgrounds are are sparse but smart uh, like peter uh, he knows what he wants to do he knew when he mentioned that that whole hey it's not what you fight it's what you fight for line is important because it's Liam, like Sadie or Kenzie says, Hey, uh, just remember this Liam. And then it's Liam fighting black ax at Lockhaven in front of that carving. So I don't have the page available cause I don't know where it was, but there is another panel where you see kind of like their, like their pantry. It's like their grain stores. And there's, mm-hmm like rock work done over it that says something like take what you need not one morsel more and it kind of fits into the same thing it's like 
yeah, the backgrounds are sparse because like you're looking at the action that's you know mm-hmm. forefront. Um, but then again, like it's setting up just how rough things are going to be for these mice uh, in like just a couple months. Uh, and one of my favorite panels is uh, page twenty nine, where it's Liam and the snake. But then when you when you go to the next page, it's Liam like, oh, I'm going to fuck this snake up. And it shows that saying, not the full saying, but the the stone saying. And you just see what you're fight for. And then he jumps into the snake's mouth and just fucks him up by throwing his dagger or sword right through his head. Like, But that is something that it is kind of in the background on different pages for... Yeah, for those characters. I also there's also another thing that I kind of wanted to mention here. Uh, I I think the writer is a huge fan of comics because I think there's a uh, Watchmen reference, right? Because when they lock down Lockhaven, and Black Axe gets in, and and basically he says the oh, line without you're, saying I'm, the line. I'm not locked in here it's, with you. You're locked in here. You're with locked, me. You're yeah. locked in here with me. Okay, yeah, you're right. I, I read it and I'm like, he's he says this on purpose, right? <laughs> like this is this is his take on that, right? Yeah, I don't know where that is. But you guys kept, I I, I kind of clocked catch, that too. Yeah. Okay. Like, am I overreading into it? Or no, I, I don't think this, so. I think it's or was this something we talked about during the interview that we had with I him all so many years ago? Who even knows? No, I, I feel like because again, I haven't read this book since it originally came out um, but even reading that like because that's a big standout moment in Watchmen and there's no way that that's not something you just put in there not knowing about it because it's, it's such a big Rorschach moment like and then Disney's Jungle Cruise of course takes a moment from this book with all the bees attacking <laughs> um <laughs> Because for the movie The Jungle Cruise. Because there's a bee man. I do. Yeah, there is. I'm watching uh, Masters of the Universe, and I keep going to my son, Grayson, it's Merman. <laughs> it's Moss Man. It's Beast Man. Oh, my God, it's just saying something, and then man after <laughs> it. Um, I do. You know, back in the 80s, where men were men, no matter what men kind of men. man you were. Manly men. We're men. We're men in tights. Tight, tights. Just tights. Um, I do want to say, if everything had gone like gone according to plan, we would have had a Mouse Guard movie. Yeah. Uh, by now starring Idris Elba. I don't know what role he would have been in. Um, I Saxon. You think? Right. I mean, Saxon's cool. Oh, he would have, he would have been uh, yeah. Black Axe. Um, there is. is he that old? I guess. He, how old is he? Like, I can't tell that guy's age. Uh, I think he's in his fifties. I think he's as young as the person that cut my hair that day. <laughs> like, he's. Um, he could be any age. I have on no idea. YouTube. There is a Mouse Guard proof of concept video that leaked out. And right now I'm also looking at a article from Inverse.com. And this came out after 
the Disney Fox merger <laughs> that says basically like, oh yeah, this movie's dead now, but it's some of the video from that proof of concept. And it's not finished. Like you can tell like it needs a little bit of <laughs> work in rendering, but it looks gorgeous. And I, I'll send this to you guys. Uh, it's so weird because it, it looks yeah. great. Like this is a, a world that I want more from. Uh, and it's kind of sad that we could have had it. You know, being nerds, you're kind of like insular. Like, yes, this is the thing that I love. We love, like, let's share it and keep it to ourselves. But holy crap, if this movie had come out, like, I think Mouse Guard would be very different today than when what, did it this, like, what it is. When did this book come out? 2009? 2008, 2009. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because it's so weird because there was um, Templar Mice comic book that came out, like, not too long after that. There was a board game, Mice and Mystics, that came out in 2012, which is basically Mouse Guard. Uh, There's a Red Wall book series, which is all about, like, medieval mice in a kingdom and stuff, and that's well before um, this book. Oh, Mouse Guard, okay. There was also Mouse... You know, M-A-U-S. That's very different, though. <laughs> yeah, that was very different. But that was retelling the Holocaust through uh, mice. So comic books have a long lineage of telling great stories with mouse characters. Um, and we hope we, we have in, uh, helped you discover more great stories. And you wish to write your own story about us by leaving us a rating. On whatever platform you choose to listen to us on. Yeah. Uh, and if you try making a black IPA, let us know what you used, if it worked, if you liked it, and uh, what beers you used. And we'll try to find those beers and make it as yeah, well. Yeah. Because we thought it eh, this was a pretty good idea for us. Comment on Should the, they email us that? Hmm? Or, yeah, oh, I was going to say, ahead. comment on the post for this episode, whether it's on Instagram or over on the Facebook page, email us over at beggingboardcast at gmail.com. Um, you should just be following us on everything anyways if you want to know what random national holiday it is. Um, spoilers, tomorrow's National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. So, Well, spoilers, mm. this episode didn't come out on time, so, so they hey. didn't know that. That was <laughs> that's, that's fine. Like so many saying, days like, ago. Recording, that's what it is, but... Uh-huh. You know, check it out. Let us know. And you guys need to check out this Moss Guard footage because this probably would have been really cool. I started watching it before you sent it because I just YouTubed it. And it's on YouTube. 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 <laughs>